that is going to do it. And the Patriots are 18-0. and 0. And for the fourth time in seven years, Super Bowl, here we come. Snap is good. Kick on its way. End over end. Does it have the distance? It is good. good. Lawrence Tynes has kicked the Giants to the Super Bowl. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes is pleased to present this special Super Bowl edition of Sharing the Victory. The time is finally drawing near for the much-anticipated matchup in Super Bowl 42 between the New England Patriots and New York Giants. On today's program, we'll look back at some memorable moments in Super Bowl history, and host Ron Brown will visit with two Super Bowl heroes, Super Bowl 41 winning coach Tony Dungy. I told our players that we want to appreciate it to understand that we were here, we're placed there by the Lord, and to enjoy it, but take advantage of it. And, and I think a lot of our guys did. And Super Bowl 34 MVP, Kurt Warner. Please don't remember me for the MVPs and the Super Bowls. Remember me for the impact that I had on the people around me and, and the way I lived my life. Ron Brown, assistant football coach at the University of Nebraska, is standing by to get today's special program underway. The game's going to be over. Two, one, the Colts are world champions. What a thrill. Super Bowl time to be able to talk with our coach that we love so much, Tony Dungy. Tony, first of all, welcome to the show. Well, Ron, it is great being back with you. It's always uh, special for me to talk to you, but uh, to participate in this, uh, even more special. Thank you. I love to say our coach because I <laughs> so gladly uh, know that you represent the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, and, and that's what I mean, our team. You are the head football coach, obviously, of the Indianapolis Colts, the reigning champion coming out of a Super Bowl experience last year beating the Chicago Bears. But, uh, Tony, uh, we, we wanted to focus on this special Super Bowl show on just what it is to uh, to coach a Super Bowl team. And I'm not talking so much about the win as the process, that two-week period or whatever it is prior to the Super Bowl. What's that all about? What's that like spiritually for you? Well, Ron, last year as the head coach and going through that two-week process and realizing the platform that you have, the ability to get on a podium and speak to people all over the world, um, it, it just is kind of mind-boggling. And mm. I, I told our players that we want to appreciate it to understand that we were here, we're placed there by the Lord, and to enjoy it but take advantage of it. And, and I think a lot of our guys did. Hmm. Well, Tony, when you talk about that platform, it's a great opportunity to parabolize sports, to be able to, like you did so faithfully last year, to share the good news of the kingdom and the presence of Jesus Christ on that football team. You, you did a wonderful job with that. But, but I also think of the Super Bowl as a crucible where it really uh, dumps paint on the ghost. I mean, it really mm-hmm. reveals who you are one way or the other. There's a lot of people who are putting their hopes on all of the hype and all of the glory that comes out of the Super Bowl. How would you say that you've seen that as a player and a coach uh, at, at the Super Bowls that you've been involved with? Well, that was one of the things that I really wanted to get across to our players last year, that, hey, it is a great experience. We want to win. It's definitely what you set out to do at the beginning of the year. But if you feel like that's the thing that's going to make or break you, uh, you're going to be very disappointed. And uh, I know from the team that we had 30 years ago, uh, so many guys who understood that, that are doing great things now, doing tremendous things, and they're happy to be part of a Super Bowl team. And then you have some other guys that didn't understand that, that are a little disillusioned now and mm. say, hey, I won the Super Bowl, but, gee, what, what's going on with my life? And I just kept 
reflecting over and over to our players on uh, the verse uh, in Matthew where Christ says, what would it profit a man to gain the whole world but forfeit his soul? And you can see that. that you can see people that say, hey, the Super Bowl, this is what I'm all about. And if you, if you look at it that way, you're going to be very, very disappointed when it's all over. You know, Tony, it's interesting. I talked to a Mike Minter, former mm-hmm. Carolina Panthers safety, and uh, he talked about playing in the Super Bowl against the New England Patriots a few years ago. And he said as, as the Patriots won, I think Vin and Terry kicked a, a game-winning field goal. Winner, yeah. and, and he said, you know what, it was a close game, and either team could have won it. He says as soon as the festivities started there, when the game ended, um, the Carolina Panthers were were very quickly and promptly escorted off the football field like they didn't even play there. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and he thought about, wow, the emptiness. If somebody places their hope in that, uh, what, what is it that you tell those players in the locker room? What does that coach say you know, as they're getting escorted off and everybody else, is, you, a guy like you, had an opportunity to stand in front of the podium last year and give your account – but what does Lovey Smith tell his football team in the locker room with the Bears? Right, and if you really think about it, it lets you know the folly of, of putting all your hope in, in, in winning because it's so fickle and it's so fleeting, and that, that's really what that verse is all about. You, you gain the whole world for a moment, hmm. uh, but if you don't have that inner peace and that inner salvation, what, what, what is it going to profit you? Hmm. Well, Tony, I, I just want to freelance from you. You have an opportunity to speak to America today. What would you like to say in a minute's time? I would just like to say that, um, you know, we have a great opportunity because of sports, because of professional football to, to get our message out. And my message last year, what I was so happy about was the world could see that uh, winning is great, but you can win with the grace of God. You can win with, with God's ideals and his way of doing things and, and still be very successful. But uh, even if you don't come out on top, like Lovey Smith didn't come out on top, mm-hmm. you can still send that message that, you know, hey, the most important thing is serving the Lord. It's not winning or losing. And, and I was more proud that that's what we accomplished uh, last year, the Bears and the Colts, more proud of that than anything. Hmm. Well, I know God uh, makes an appeal for himself through you. And thank you for being that willing uh, representative for Christ. Well, thank you so much, Ron. And it's always great being with you. God bless you, Tony. That's Tony Dungy, outstanding head football coach with the Indianapolis Colts today, talking to us about the Super Bowl. There have been memorable plays in Super Bowls. I remember Don Beebe of the Buffalo Bills chasing down a Dallas Cowboy defensive lineman who had picked up a ball and was heading for a score, and Beebe's team was way down. I mean, they were way behind. This was no consequence in the game. It was in the fourth quarter, and yet... Great godly effort by Don Beebe, a great Christian receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Christian coaches like Tony Dungy and Joe Gibbs giving great praise to the Lord Jesus Christ. Aeneas Williams and Kurt Warner, players who will just stand before the masses and praise the Lord. And even a Lovey Smith of the Chicago Bears in last year's Super Bowl, graciously accepting defeat. A man who loves the Lord Jesus Christ. Man, I'll tell you what, the Super Bowl can be very exciting spiritually. You know, there's still much more to come on this special Super Bowl edition of sharing the victory. You got to keep it right here. Tony Dungy's autobiography, Quiet Strength, has impacted countless lives. How about you? Read about the principles, practices, and priorities of this champion football coach. Order the special FCA hardcover edition of Quiet Strength. It's available for $21.95 at fca.org. 
That's fca.org or call 1-866-STV-5031. That's 866-STV-5031. The work of FCA can be summed up in four words, coaches, campus, camp, and community. The four C's are vital in fulfilling FCA's vision of seeing the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. There's FCA staff in your area ready to partner with you in seeing this vision through. To find out how you can get involved with FCA in your community, go to fca.org. That's fca.org or call 1-866-STV-5031. Ron Brown bringing you back to our Super Bowl special. We're getting close to the kickoff of the big game between the New England Patriots and the New York Giants. Everybody wants to be associated with a winner, but valuable lessons can also be learned in losing. In this segment, we want to highlight comments from some athletes who came up a bit short in their quest for Super Bowl victory. Listen to how the Lord used even those defeats as major teachable moments. Super Bowls 8, 9, and 11. Jeff Seaman, linebacker for the Minnesota Vikings. You know, not many players get a chance to say I was even in a Super Bowl, um, mm-hmm. but then to be in four, and I was in three, the Vikings had one other that they lost. To be knocking on the door like that and lose every single time was a heavy burden, I have to admit. I mean, we would see people in the offseason, and it wasn't, gee, what a fantastic year you had. <laughs> you breezed through the playoffs, you won games you shouldn't have won, but it was rather... What in the world happened to you guys at the Super Bowl? Why did you lay such a big egg? So on the one hand, I, it was a huge disappointment, and I don't sugarcoat that at all. On the other hand, you know, it didn't work out, and somehow in God's sovereign plan, that's the way he had ordained it. And so I, I'm thankful for having participated in them. I'm thankful for you know having the career that I had and being on a team that was able to be successful. I'm thankful for the the platform it has given me to share my faith in Christ and to speak about the Lordship of Christ. But mm-hmm. there's also been, I think, a way that God has redeemed the experience so as to mm-hmm. talk to people that have gone through difficulty and disappointment in life and, and have had their hopes and dreams dashed mm. and be able to identify to some degree with that. And it's, I'm no less a person. Right. In fact, in many ways, I'm, I'm probably a better person than I may have otherwise been if I had won that Super Bowl, just because of human nature and what it can do to people. I'm thankful for what God has given. And if it didn't include a Super Bowl victory, so be it. Super Bowl 16 and 23. Anthony Munoz, offensive lineman for the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, as a former member of the Cincinnati Bengals, having an opportunity to play in Super Bowl 16 and 23, I mean, the week before the game with the media embarking in your hometown and you know, interviews every day from all the, the different uh, networks and publications. But once the game started, it was like, you know, it was time to work. And uh, so it was all uh, what it was cracked up to be, knowing that you ran and lifted all offseason, preseason, 16 games regular season in the playoffs uh, to finally get to the Super Bowl was a was a highlight of mine twice in my 13-year career. Of course, you would like to have highlights when the game's over, but uh, for us, they were a little bit of lowlights. Uh, we, we lost both of those games to the San Francisco 49ers, both, I think, two of the best games that uh, were played. Uh, if you look at total Super Bowls, the first one, the, the goal line stand, Super Bowl 16 in Pontiac, Michigan, 
which we had the momentum, and the, the 49ers kind of stopped that momentum. They ended up winning the game by five points. And, of course, the second one, Super Bowl twenty-three, was the uh, 92-yard drive that Joe Montana led, hitting John Taylor with about 34 seconds left to win the football game. At the 10-yard line, 39 seconds remaining. Back to throw Montana. Stepped up, throws. So, uh, even though we lost the two games and uh, we're not world champions, uh, it was a great experience for me as a member of the Cincinnati Bengals having an opportunity to play in Super Bowl 16 and 23. Super Bowl 34, Bruce Matthews, offensive lineman for the Tennessee Titans. I think uh, the biggest thing that I remember was it, it really was a tale of two halves. And the Rams dominated the first half. They went up and down the field, but they couldn't score. And our defense did a good job of holding the field goals. I believe we're going into the fourth quarter down 16 to nothing, but we were driving. And then we just started giving the ball to Eddie George and Steve McNair making plays with his arm and his legs, even more importantly. And we just had a, a closing run for the ages. And it was just one of those things. We're driving down the field. We called a timeout, I think, with seven seconds left. And the famous play where Kevin Dyson gets tackled by uh, Mike Jones right on the one-yard line. Mm-hmm. And I, I was so exhausted. I, they show the clip all the time. But when, when he's tackled you see a Titan guy walk right by him, and that's, man, I'm walking straight into the locker room because I'm exhausted. But I think our mindset was that we score, this thing's going to overtime, and no doubt we're going to win this thing. And, yeah, there was a lot of disappointment. I, I hear a lot of questions about it, but I want to take away the hurt and everything, even with my kids. And I know that God brings those hardships and trials into my life. And, I, and I'll be honest, I'm not – very good at it. It still takes a while for me to recognize, oh yeah, what is God teaching me through this whole ordeal? Mm -hmm. Versus immediately saying, God, just deliver me from the tough stuff going on. But that's the biggest thing I took from it. If there's something tough going on in your life and, you know, some trial, that God is going to bless you if you remain faithful, and He's going to grow you in some way or teach you or just reveal to you something more about His character, which is going to make your life that much better. And That's probably the biggest thing I've taken from that game. The Bible tells us that our labor in the Lord is not in vain. God never wastes an opportunity, good or bad. Coming up next is my conversation with Super Bowl 34 most valuable player, Kurt Warner. You know, winning Super Bowls were awesome. But I hope through all of those things, people understand that I'm defined by so much more. You're listening to Sharing the Victory, the national radio program from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. One Yard Short, Turning Your Defeats into Victories, is the amazing story of longtime NFL coach and current FCA president Les Steckel. Game defeats, job losses, and multiple moves can actually lead to amazing personal and spiritual victories, as you'll discover in Coach Steckel's book, One Yard Short, Turning Your Defeats into Victories. It's available for only $16.99 at fca.org. That's fca.org or call 1-866-STV-5031. You'll hear lots of sounds at FCA Camps. FCA Camps, where young athletes reach their full potential learning from college and pro coaches and athletes. But here, young people also reach their full spiritual potential, learning firsthand from coaches and athletes about their relationship with Jesus Christ. So you'll hear lots of things at FCA Camps, 
But the most amazing thing you'll hear is... To learn more, call 1-866-STV-5031 or visit us at fca.org. Now back to Sharing the Victory with your host, University of Nebraska assistant football coach, Ron Brown. Without a doubt, this interview here is one of our all-time favorites because, uh, Kurt Warner, we've been trying to catch up with you for a while. Not only a great NFL MVP player, uh, in Super Bowl player as well, but uh, a great servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, and welcome to Sharing the Victory today. Well, thanks a lot. It was great to be on. Kurt, you were an undrafted free agent from Northern Iowa University. At that time of your life, did you ever realize that you would be a potential Hall of Fame player in the National Football League? You know, I'm just, I sit back now just in amazement, and I tell my wife all the time, I'm just amazed that I've been fortunate to have a 10-year NFL career. I mean, to play my first game, to start my first game when I'm 28 years old, and experience the things that I have, and I'm continually amazed at what God's done over the course of that time. Well, you know, to go even further, Kurt, uh, after you were signed by Green Bay as an undrafted free agent, you were released by them. And the next thing that, uh, as the story goes on, is you're a, you're a grocery store stalker. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's one of those uh, very humbling experiences to go from NFL training camp, fulfilling your dream, to stocking shelves in a grocery store for five fifty an hour. Um, was very humbling. It really gave me a new direction in life. And uh, although I hadn't really found the Lord at that time, that humbling experience kept me open to what the Lord was going to do in the next couple of years and allowing me to take advantage of the things I was able to uh, from that point forward. Well, Kurt, when did you trust Christ? It was actually in the course of time when I was playing arena football. So it was uh, the succeeding years after uh, I was in the grocery store, I got signed by an arena team. And it was there through my, my wife now, my girlfriend at the time, and some friends of mine that played with me in arena football that uh, I was led in the direction to read my Bible, to find out really what I believed and why I believed it. So it was in the course of a couple years before I entered the NFL where, uh, you know, I put my faith in Jesus. With that preparation, that time where I really had to trust in God, that I was able to have my eyes open to who He was, what my main goal in life was, that it wasn't to play football, but it was to make a difference for him. We're talking with Kurt Warner, one of the great quarterbacks of all time in the NFL. Kurt, you've been to a couple Super Bowls here, and uh, you know, I hear athletes talking all the time in the National Football League, and even coaches, that that is it right there. It is to go to the Super Bowl, win it all, and uh, without that, you really haven't achieved what you need to achieve. You've been there. What would you say have been your greatest takeaways coming out of the Super Bowl experience? Is it getting there and winning? Is that something that would validate an a National Football League athlete? Well, I mean, I think everybody's got a particular field, and, and there's always a pinnacle, something that you want to accomplish, something that defines you within your career. But I think there's a lot of people that that's the only definition of their life that they have. Mm. It, it's their accomplishments from a worldly standpoint that really define them. And, uh, you know, so for me personally, you've got to go beyond that, and, and you've got to find out what defines you as a person. And, um, you know, to me, it's always been my spirituality. It's always been Jesus is uh, what I want to be the definition of my life. And, um, you know, winning Super Bowls were awesome, but I'm defined by so much more. 
I'm here for a bigger purpose than uh, than all of those things. Kurt, I, I remember watching one Super Bowl game where afterwards you and Anais Williams had an opportunity at, at a big stage uh, to make some statements after the game. The media were there, was there and, and wanted to hear what you guys had to say about this incredible game. And you both of you guys decided to, to talk about Jesus Christ to some degree. I just love how God just loves to repossess his land, that, that TV time, that media time for his glory. And you've been faithful to be available for him to for him to use you that way. And so we want to thank you, Kurt, for your years of sharing with America the love of Jesus Christ, using the football platform faithfully for the Lord, and uh, the very best to you in the, in the rest of your career here and with the Arizona Cardinals or whoever else. And certainly we know that retirement from the NFL doesn't mean retirement from a life with Jesus Christ, and there's more kingdom ground to be gained. And so we know you're going to be about that, and we thank you for that. Thanks for being on the show today. You bet, Ron. I appreciate what you're doing as well, and uh, it's always my pleasure to be on. All right. God bless you. That was Kurt Warner, outstanding quarterback from the National Football League, one of the great all-timers, and uh, he was with us today here on Sharing the Victory. It was sure enlightening to hear Kurt talk about his Super Bowl experiences. You may recall that Super Bowl number 34, that game in which Kurt was named MVP, involved in one of the most memorable plays in Super Bowl history. It is caught by Dyson. Can he get in? No, he cannot. Mike Jones made the tackle. On the opposing team sideline of that game was our own FCA president, then coach for the Tennessee Titans, Les Steckel. He was their offensive coordinator. Coach Steckel will give us his memories of that famous Super Bowl play when Sharing the Victory continues. In Sharing the Victory magazine's first issue of the new year, Toronto Raptor guard Anthony Parker describes what it means to get focused on Christ. Plus more basketball talk with the head coach of Washington State, Tony Bennett. And as always, a challenging and insightful column by Ron Brown. Order your subscription to Sharing the Victory magazine by calling 1-866-STV-5031. That's 866-STV-5031 or go to sharingthevictory.com. Every weekend on Sharing the Victory, University of Nebraska assistant football coach Ron Brown interviews the top Christian names in sports. Hi, I'm Tony Dunsey of the Indianapolis Colts. Hi, I'm Bob Lilly, former defensive tackle for the Dallas Cowboys. Hi, this is Jake Peavy of the San Diego Padres. This is Tommy Bowden, head coach of the Clemson Tigers. Hi, I'm Aaron Campman of the Green Bay Packers, and you're listening to Sharing the Victory. Join us right here for Sharing the Victory. again with this special Super Bowl edition of Sharing the Victory. It's now time for Coach's Corner with the president of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Les Steckel, who has a lot to say about Super Bowls. When people are told that I coached for 23 years in the National Football League, usually the very first question I get is, did you ever coach in a Super Bowl? In fact, I was privileged to do so twice, once after the 1985 season working with the offense of the New England Patriots and again in year 2000 as the offensive coordinator of the Tennessee Titans. The Super Bowl long ago became America's number one sporting event, almost a national holiday, and to be in that game means you had an incredibly successful season. That was certainly the case for both teams recording combined victories of 30 during those two seasons. They were teams that no one expected to contend for a Super Bowl championship when the season started. 
Unfortunately, neither the Patriots nor the Titans won those Super Bowl games that I coached. Particularly disappointing was the loss in Super Bowl 34 in Atlanta in 2000 when the Titans lost to the St. Louis Rams. Perhaps you remember how that game ended. In fact, it's since been called the most memorable play in Super Bowl history. With only six seconds to go in the game, we were on the Rams' 10-yard line with a chance to win the game. As the Titans' offensive coordinator, it was my responsibility to call each play, and I was never more confident of the one I sent in at that critical time. The Rams' defense lined up just as we expected them to do so, and the play was designed and should have worked perfectly, but we fell one yard short. It was a stunning loss. Some people never get over the kind of spectacular flameout that we experienced at the conclusion of that Super Bowl. You can replay over and over for the rest of your life that one moment of being only one yard short of an ultimate victory, in this case, a world championship. Perhaps you've experienced a troubling loss recently. If so, look upward and outward and slow down to listen. God may be showing you his plan for a greater victory than you've ever imagined. Let me encourage you to always lean on the master coach, Jesus Christ. Two important things came out of our failing to win that game. First, it presented the Rams quarterback, Kurt Warner, who had gone in one year from stocking groceries to becoming the NFL's most valuable player, a worldwide platform to declare that all he had accomplished was because of Jesus Christ, his Lord and Savior. And second, it brought me to understand what God's purpose was for me for the rest of my life. After the game, I was very quiet and peaceful, but still the pain of such a loss was there. In my hotel room after the game, I dropped to my knees and poured out my frustration to God. I needed an answer from Him. And after about 20 long minutes of silence, I felt that I heard God's answer in a voice within me saying, Les, the team fell one yard short of victory tonight. Do you know how many people out there are one yard short of eternal victory? I expect you to go tell them. That was one of the most significant moments in my life and eventually led me to accept the position of president of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, where we have the opportunity to present Christ to athletes and coaches across the world. And I was compelled to write a book about my life and my ministry in the book titled One Yard Short, Turning Your Defeats into Victories, so that people everywhere could also learn that disappointments could actually lead to their greatest triumphs. This is a great resource and will make a priceless gift for an athlete or coach in your life. You can purchase it on the web at fca.org, or you can order from the phone Monday through Friday at 1-866-STV-5031. Earlier on the program, I visited with Coach Tony Dungy. His book, Quiet Strength, recently reached 1 million copies sold. We have a special FCA edition of his book available. You can purchase that on the web at fca.org, or you can order over the phone Monday through Friday at 1-866-STV-5031. There's something in the air. That's right, it's the Super Bowl, and I have had a great time helping you to get ready for Super Bowl 42. And as you watch the big game, remember, there are two ways of doing sports, God's way or man's way. Which will you choose? Thanks for listening to the Super Bowl edition of Sharing the Victory. Sharing the Victory is a ministry of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. FCA is the largest Christian sports organization in America. 
FCA's vision is to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. If you would like to know more about how you can support the FCA, give us a call at 1-866-STV-5031. That's toll free, 866-788-5031. If you missed any part of today's program or would like to listen to previous programs, go to our website, sharingthevictory.com. Click on radio and you can listen anytime online or you can subscribe to our free podcasts. We thank you for listening to Sharing the Victory, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. FCA is the heart and soul in sports.